Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey, we're, today we're excited. We're starting a brand new series called The Love is blind somebody say love is blind that's the popular phrase that's what we've heard in culture and over time we're going to talk about it for a few moments today it's going to be a mini series and then february 21st as you saw we have vision sunday on february 21st which we're really really excited about and pumped about as we focus on the next 12 months of church life and uh the the theme dream again it's what we're going to be talking about which we already finished the series by the way uh pastor phil preached an incredible message last week as we talked about dream again i think it was brilliant uh but really excited uh, to talk about the next 12 months of church life and some areas that we're going to be focused on that's february 21st but love is blind let's tackle this subject uh because we believe we're in the month of love right now and whether you have a date or you're single all my married people make some noise Husbands, that's where you could have gotten some brownie points there. Like you. Some people say too quiet. Yeah, let's do that one more time. All the married people make some noise. Jersey, that's how la mano. And all the single people, why don't you give us a wave? All the single people in the house, give us a wave, give us a wave. Some okay, people are okay. waving two, some three hands. Waving, I don't yes. know where, I mean, they're just excited at, because uh, this may be their day. But uh, again, we're going to try, we're going to try to hopefully help all of us uh, grow in this area. We believe the Bible has a lot to say on love and relationships. So let's go to the source and we'll talk about it today for maybe the next 25, 30 minutes and uh, next week as well, which we're really, really excited about. So I want you to grab your Bibles and go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You can share with the person next to you if you're single. That's even better. Share with the person next to you. You can share a Bible together, highlight it together, hold hands together. I mean, a lot of things could happen in church and you can leave out of here now with a date for Valentine's Day next Sunday. You never know what can happen. But uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, as you're going there, look at the person next to you and tell them, I'm glad I'm sitting next to you. Come on. Hey, everybody watching on Calvary Online, we've got a bunch of people logged in. Can we give them a big, big hand? We love you. Let us know where you're watching from in the comments. We're glad that you're watching online. Say hi to somebody next to you as well if you're in your house uh, with family and friends. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we're going to read some verses there. Yes, if you have your Bible, just uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we're going to be reading, starting in verse uh, 4, and this is what it says. It says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps rec- it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And there are beautiful verses that we're reading right now, and it sounds amazing. Some of us may have heard these verses like at a wedding, and it's just like so great and beautiful. But how many of you know that it could be difficult to have this kind of love? It's difficult to do this, but today we wanted to talk about um, this topic that we've titled Committed to Win. Why don't you say it with me? Committed to Win. Come on. Committed to Win. 
We want to talk about having healthy relationships, what it takes, what we need to do. And so we believe that as we go through these verses and we unpack them a little bit more, that God's going to speak to us on this subject. So before we continue, why don't you pray with me? Let's ask God to be with us in this moment. God, we thank you so much for this opportunity that you've given us to gather here as a family, as a church. Every time that we gather, God, it's not because of a, a duty. It's not because we have to, but it's because we want to grow together. Because we want to hear your voice. Because we want to hear the words that you have for us. So in this moment, we open up our hearts, our minds, our ears, our eyes, God. To receive everything that you have for us. We do not want to leave the same. But we want to grab a hold of the word that you have for us. Keep it in our hearts. Challenge ourselves and be better, God. So we give you all the control in this moment, God. We're here to learn and grow together, God. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. Come on, why don't you make some noise for Jesus? Oh, one more time. We could do better than that. Come on, why don't we make some noise for Jesus? Come on. Love is blind. In the year 1596, it was William Shakespeare who made the phrase popular in one of the novels and playwrights that he uh, wrote, Love is Blind. The actual original one who coined the phrase was Geoffrey Chaucer, years before him, and he described that phrase in a moment where there was a complicated love triangle. Now, what both authors were trying to describe and imply is that when you are in love, you will do whatever and go wherever for love. Has anybody ever been there? Some of you are in that moment right now. This is how you ended up in church. Um, right? Like when, when you feel that emotion, you will do whatever for love. Like I, I'm just in love. I, I finally found what I was looking for or so you think. And then you, I mean, you'll go to any lengths to be with this love. In our promo for the series, the main character is trying to find a date and uh, he's looking for something specifically. And when he thinks he found what it is, he just falls in love in the moment. Yeah. He has no idea who this girl is, what her life looks like. But in the moment, I mean, he just is struck in love. And maybe all of us at one point or another, we've been there or will be there. I remember when me and Diana started dating. Um, I mean, we just wanted to be with each other all the time. We just wanted to hang out after college, before work, after work, whatever we had to do. We just wanted to hang out with each other. And some of you, you're married today and you remember those days. And when you couldn't be with each other, what'd you do? You would call each other and be on the phone till as late as possible. Anybody remember those days? Right, Diana, she wouldn't leave me alone. She'll call me, beat me, text me, everything. And I just, when we couldn't see each other, like, I, we would, I remember we'd go home and we'll call each other up. And there were some nights where we would stay on the phone till as late Alex as possible. Alex never wanted to hang up the phone. <laughs> it's true. I did want to hear her amazing Colombian voice. And, uh, <laughs> but, but remember those nights where it was like, yeah. it was already 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock, and you're still talking on the phone? You don't even know what to talk about next, but you're just, you don't want to hang up because you are in love yeah. and your eyes are already heavy and, and you're trying to go to sleep and, but you don't want to hang up. And you're like, no, 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 you hang up first. <laughs> no, you hang up first. No, 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 no. I'm not going to hang up if you don't hang up. You hang up first. Some of you acting like you never did that. You're doing that right now. Some of you are doing that right now in this moment, every night. That's how you are. No, you hang up. You, Oh my God, I love to hear you breathe. I just love, just snore, snore. I don't, I don't care. I'll go to sleep with you on the phone, right? 
Because we, and you got to wake, I remember I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to go to college, to get ready to go to work. And it didn't matter if we went to sleep at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. When you're in love, they say, it is absolutely blind. Yeah, and I think we can all agree that we've been there at one point or another, if we're honest. But this is the way that really we sometimes treat our lives, right? We go through life and we make decisions based on our feelings and our emotions, yeah. right? Especially big decisions like who are we going to date? Who are we going to marry? Who are we going to be in a relationship with? Sometimes we can make blind decisions and get into these relationships not knowing really, you know, how this person is. Right. We so many times can bypass a lot of things and we don't give careful thought to who we're dating, who we're on the phone with, yeah. right? And, and how many times has it happened to you if you've seen somebody else, you bypass some red flags and things that you said, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going to date someone like this. I'm not going to put up with this. But all of a sudden, because we're blinded by love or the thought of being in love, we end up getting ourselves in relationships that may not be good for us. Right. Relationships that may not get us anywhere. Relationships that perhaps God doesn't want us to be in because we're going into situations and into these relationships blindly. So we make promises to each other because they're so great. And we look at them and she's so amazing and he's so incredible. And the way that he talks to me and the way she talks to me. And they are just amazing amazing people and we tell each other i'll be with you forever, forever. and i will put up with anything yeah. and we'll do everything together amazing beautiful. incredible things until re real life happens and reality hits and you realize wait this person isn't as perfect as i thought wait this person is all is isn't always letting me be right or think that i'm right real life happens to everyone and you realize that oh we we, we actually argue Oh, wait, this person actually has some issues. I didn't pay attention to those before, but you're not, you're not who I thought you were going to be. Come on, this has happened to all of us, I think, at one point or another. And that's the problem when we go into relationships blindly is that very quickly we'll realize, yeah. oh, wait, things are not how I expected them to be. Yeah. And so if we want to have healthy relationships, if we want to have successful relationships, we're going to have to have some wisdom in our lives and realize quickly that love shouldn't be blind, yeah. that it could be blind, but it shouldn't be blind, that we should be able to think things through correctly, that we should be able that before we make a decision, we hear wise counsel for our lives, that we understand and hear and count the cost of what we're about to get ourselves into, because if we aim at nothing good, we're never or it will be difficult for us to attain something great. Very good, yeah. If we never right. aim at something good, we won't be able to get something great in return. And one of the things we were talking about, and, and it's what we want to talk to you about today, is that it requires commitment. Yep. commitment. If we want to have healthy relationships, we need to be committed. And commitment really is that we're pledging you know, our, our loyalty to something. And not just that, but that we're willing to put our energy and our effort into this one yeah. thing that we believe in. Yeah. It's us saying, I'm willing to give everything to this relationship. I'm willing to put everything, every effort in order to make sure that this works and eventually it'll show in our future. Absolutely. I think commitment is necessary in life. How much more so in our relationships, in our romantic relationships, in our marriages, we need commitment. And I think what we're talking about is that we need to sit down at some point with the person that we're attracted to, that we like, that we can see a potential future, even the person that we're perhaps already married to and say, hey, 
Let's build something great together. Let's be committed because feelings and emotions will go. How many know that? Feelings and emotions will go. I'll never forget the moment I first saw Diana. I was sitting kind of like where Vlad and Raquel are right now. And you I was sitting in the struck. front row. I was. And my friend, we had a mutual friend who said, hey, this girl Diana that I've been telling you about is coming tonight. And we had a side entrance in my church. It was on a Friday night, young adults. And she walked in through that side door. And at that very moment, I, I became Peter in our promo. <laughs> I was struck. I saw her and I was like, hand up. They asked me to be on the worship team, but I said, no, just it's only for Diana. But, um, but I had butterflies. I had everything. I said, this is her. Marry her. This is the girl I'm going to marry. And then, like Diana said, life happens. And we need commitment and we need conversation if we're going to have health in our relationship. Do you want something long-term? Do you want something with fruit in it? Do you want something with success in it? It takes commitment because life is going to happen. Sickness is going to happen. Disagreements are going to happen. We are going to be at odds at times. It takes commitment to say, I'm in it. I'm committed no matter what happens in our day. In fact, I'll put it this way. Success is actually the result of commitment, not the outcome of random chance. Right? If you want success, if you want healthy relationships, they don't happen by accident. The people that we've sat down with, couples who've gone before us, who are now married 30, 40, 50 years, they tell us they've actually had conversations. They've actually sat down and worked through some difficult, dark days and said, hey, we're committed to win. It's much more than a feeling and an emotion. Love is to be in it. Some days we're not going to see eye to eye. Can I get an Amen. Some of you are like, no, me and my wife are great. We're perfect. We're good. <laughs> right, like, no, some days there's going to be disagreements. Some days a bill will come that you didn't expect. And when money situations get tight, that adds a lot of stress to relationships. Can you be committed through that? Can you be committed through the in-laws getting in the relationship? Hello. Anybody love your mother-in-law? <laughs> I actually have the best mother-in-law. She really is awesome. But, but all these things uh, happen in relationships. But if we want fruitful, successful, healthy relationships, let's be committed. And I think the first area we want to talk about today is commitment. Let's be people that are committed. And I think the Bible teaches us about love. In fact, we just read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is Paul. A lot of us have heard these verses before. Like you'll show up to a wedding and they'll read 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Love is patient. It's beautiful. It's, it's awesome. We've heard it a couple times, but we have to understand what's happening in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Paul is addressing the church of Corinth. The church of Corinth was messed up, like messed up. They were, had all kinds of issues, but they, they thought they had it right. Anybody know people like that? They thought they had it right. They, they thought they were doing everything right. Like they would go to church. They were singing. They were taking communion together. Some of them were on Dream Team. They were on Grow Track, Connect Groups. Like they were just doing church, amazing. And, and, and Paul begins to address them and say, hey, I'm, I'm glad you go to church. I'm glad you can sing. I'm glad all of that. But, but if you do all of this without love, it means nothing. 
You can, you can speak in tongues. You can spin around 50 times. You can sing as loud as you want, preach as much as you want. But if we don't have love, we have nothing. And I think this is a message that the church of Jesus needs around the world. The world does not want a church that can preach, dance, and speak in tongues as much as we want. They need a church that is loving. They need a church that is kind. They need a church that is patient. They need a church that are there for one another. Can I get an amen? Like, I don't care how much we come to church. If there's no love in our heart, what, what are we doing? It's the same thing with our relationships. Are we loving? Like, I'm, okay, we're, we're committed to one another. We're there for one another. I, I wake up in the morning and I'm next to her and she's next to me. Great. But if there's no love there, then what is the point of being together? And love is not blind, as we can see what Paul says. Paul begins to describe it. And he says, actually, love is patient. And relationships take patience. I need a whole lot of patience. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Lies. Love is patient. Love is kind. Kind. Very kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Like, yeah. read it line by line. See every phrase that Paul is detailed on purpose because love is not blind. In fact, I'll say love is intentional. Yeah. Love is a choice. Can I get an amen? amen? Love is a choice. It's intentional and it takes commitment. Yeah, so in order to have healthy relationships, we're going to really know and understand that it requires commitment. Yeah. And we need to know what that commitment looks like. And we need to know what that true, real love looks like. And so we need to be aware of the kind of love that God has for us. You know, we need to understand that we first encounter this kind of love from God. And as we understand love, then we'll understand commitment. And we understand that then after we love, we, we could be committed. And once we make that decision, our relationships will be healthier. Once we understand that commitment, we will be better as people. So today we actually have a few things that we believe can make us better. We get to commit to these things. We believe our relationships will be better. Absolutely. A hundred percent. There's three areas as we kick off 2021. We're now in the second yeah. month. Three areas that I think we need commitment on. I want all of us to grab a journal, a notebook, a phone, whatever it is. Let's talk about three areas that I think we need to be committed in, yeah. in order for us to have healthy relationships, yeah. whether that's somebody you're dating, married to. I think all of us can continue to learn and grow right. together. The first area that I think that we need absolute commitment in Number one is spiritual life. Somebody say spiritual life. Spiritual life. Oh, come on. One more time like you had some coffee at least. Come on. Somebody say spiritual life. Spiritual life. We need to be committed to our spiritual life. What do I mean by that? I mean that if we want healthy relationships when it comes to our horizontal life, first we must have a healthy relationship in our vertical life with yeah. God. Yeah. How's our relationship with God? Are we committed to God? Do we have a relationship with God? God desires a relationship with us. Are we committed to knowing God, growing with God? I think if we want to be healthy individuals, we first need to have a healthy soul. Can I get an amen? Right, we need to be right on the inside. And it's crazy because sometimes when our spiritual life is not right, it'll show up in our personal life. Yeah. Right, like when we're not right with God, when, 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 when our spirit is not right, it'll show up in every area of your marriage. It'll show up in areas... All over the place with relationships. We need to be right. Do we have a relationship with God? Are we really committed or do we have a Sunday to Sunday relationship with God? Like, God, I'll just see you on the weekends. Like, that's not a relationship. And the Bible says that God desires relationship. God wants us to know him and to grow with him. 
He wants us to talk with him daily. You know, I actually think that the issue is a lot of us, we want the benefits of relationship without the commitment of relationships. Hello. I do remember, I remember we had a friend, uh, and this person, they, they wanted a six-pack. They wanted a six-pack. They, they've been wanting a six-pack for a long time. They wanted to work out, and um, they, they wanted a six-pack bad. So what they did is that they saw this ad on TV that you, you buy these little electronic devices that you hook them up to your stomach, and you press it. Come on, some of you, anybody seen them? Some of you have them, and you and you hook them, and you hook them up to your stomach, and you just sit there for an hour and turn that thing on. And all of a sudden, it's like mm, I'm get two more days of this, and I got a six pack. I'm good. What you want is that you want the benefits of something without being committed to what it takes to getting that thing. Like, if you want a six-pack, it's going to take some meal prepping every day. You're going to have to wake up at 6 a.m., maybe 5.30 in the morning, go running 100 sit-ups, 1,000 sit-ups a day. You're going to have to say no to delicious, beautiful, amazing, God-given carbs. Like, you're going to have to like, go through some things if you want that six-pack or that eight-pack. But you can't override the commitment and enjoy the benefits you need to be committed somebody say commitment are we committed so i think a lot of times we want god's blessings over our life like me and god are good me and the homie upstairs the big man i love him yeah we good but you only talk to him on a sunday basis are you committed to say god i want to know you god i want to pray god i want to worship god every single morning before i talk to my spouse i want to talk to you i want to get to know you i want to walk with you hear your voice come on let's be people that are committed to god not to a church not to a pastor that we're committed to god can i get an amen Come on, he desires a personal relationship. Yeah, and that's the question that we need to answer honestly today. It's how committed am I to God? If you were to ask yourself that question today, how committed are you to God? Are you committed to a relationship with him or do you just simply have a casual relationship with him? Do you show up Sunday after Sunday because you feel like it's the thing that you have to do or is it because it's the thing that you want to do? Like Alex said, is it something that you do just on Sundays or is it something that you pursue every single day of your life? A relationship with God doesn't have to be a complicated one. It's just a constant one. If we seek God every single day, it doesn't have to be this weird moment where everyone needs to be quiet and I need to get in a closet and nobody can talk to me. You can speak to God every day at all times, wherever you are, in your mind, in your heart, keeping number one in everything that you do. But it, it requires that commitment. Because if we really want to see the benefits of this relationship, it requires for me to, to do something. Yeah. The Bible says that if we get closer to him, he'll get closer to us. Amen. So, so many times we, we seek God with demands and with prayers and we seek God when we're desperate. Come on, if we could be honest, we know that. It is in those moments where we're desperate, where we're like, Jesus, I need you. And, and you know, I'm here and I promise you I'll never do this again. And I'll promise you this is going to change. But the reality is, is that... Are we willing to be committed to God every single day of our lives, every single moment of our lives? This will really make the difference in our relationships. Because as we are committed to God, we're going to begin to understand who he is, what he desires for us, what he can do in our lives. We will understand that there's a plan and a future for ourselves and we will begin to approach relationships in a different matter, in a different way. Which is what we need to be committed to our spiritual life first. And it's not just any kind of spirituality. Nowadays we hear people saying I'm spiritual and I believe in this, this and that. No, we mean a commitment to God, to Jesus, our Savior. That's what we're talking about. So if we want to see our relationships 
get better, be healthy. We need to be committed, first of all, to a spiritual life. But second of all, we need to be committed to self-development. Committed to self-development. Because as we are committed to being better, not, it's not only our relationships that will change. We're going to grow as people. And every area of our lives will begin to be different. And I really think about the fact that before we can be loved or love someone properly, we need to first be able to love ourselves Very good. Very good. properly, yeah. correctly. We need to first be able to understand, and it goes hand in hand with the first thing that we said. I need to understand the value that God has placed over my life. I need to understand the things that I shouldn't have to put up with. I need to understand that I can't just go into situations and relationships blindly because God wants so much more for my life. So if we are committed to self-development, we need to be able to to take a moment to say, hey, I got to love myself. I got to embrace myself with my flaws, with everything, and understand that as I get closer to God... I can begin to change and address situations and address areas of my life. If maybe you're single here today, maybe you've been searching for that perfect person. Maybe you have a list of things you want them to be, but I would challenge you that before you even do that, why don't you work on becoming that person? Before you're desperate to find that perfect person, why don't you become that that person yourself? If you're married here, if you're in a relationship, in a committed relationship, Let's not point the finger at the other person. Let's not demand 100% when we're giving 50%. Let's not be pointing the finger and saying, well, you're not perfect. You're not doing this. You're not acting this way. You're... Let's allow God to change our lives, our hearts. There's some of us that we still need to change some areas in our lives. We need to invite wise counsel into our lives. Do we need to stop listening to the friend, to, to that other person that's telling us things that don't align with the word of God. We need to run to the kind of people that would tell us exactly what it is that we need to hear. But we need to be able to allow wise counsel into our lives. And we need to be able to love ourselves enough to challenge ourselves, to recognize Hey, maybe I do need to change this area. Hey, maybe I've been, I've been wrong. Maybe I'm not the kind of person I thought I was. Maybe I need to address this in my life. And we can begin to ask God to help us get better, be more faithful, believe in ourselves, love ourselves. We got to be committed to self-development. I absolutely love what you said there. And I think it's so true. You can't love somebody else well if first you don't love yourself well do you love yourself even with all your flaws know that you are a work in progress with God work on yourself self-development I got areas in me and, and by the way all of us have issues we need to work on every single one of us like nobody's perfect here Maybe the reason why some problems keep showing up in your relationships is because it's really you that needs some help. I was actually listening to a clinical psychologist not long ago, and he said um, in almost every single case of domestic abuse, uh, when a spouse is hitting or angry or raging at the other person, in almost every single case, it's because that person is really angry at themselves. You're not happy with the person you see in the mirror. You're not, you're not content. You're frustrated. You're angry. You know you got issues, but because you don't work on them or fix them, 
you take it off on that person that's with you. And I think what we need to do is say, wait, before I look for answers on the outside, I'm going to address the issues on the inside. And I think that what some of us need to do is that we need to commit to getting healthier. Come on, let's get healthier in our mind, body, and soul. Amen? Let's work on those issues on the inside and say, okay, maybe I've been looking for somebody else to complete me. Can I tell you something we say here often is happiness is not finding the right one. Happiness is first becoming the right one. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to complete me. I'm first going to be complete in Jesus on my own. And if you're already married, maybe, maybe the, the reason some of the issues keep coming up is because there's some things in you, need to, you, need, in you that you need to address. There's nothing wrong with getting a counselor a therapist, a pastor, get in a connect group, get some people around you. They're going to help you work on those issues. Come on. We're stronger together. Come on. We can get healthier together. Come on. We can get our soul and our mind right. In fact, I'll say this. What are you bringing into the relationship? What are you bringing into that person that you are either dating with or married to? What are you, what are you bringing? Not long ago, me and Dana traveled to uh, Colombia. We went to Colombia. My wife is Colombian. We went to Colombia, and, and we decided to take carry-on bags instead of the big luggage, so that way we don't have to check in or out and kind of travel a little bit faster. The problem is, with carry-on luggage, you got to stuff as much as possible. It's supposed and, to be uh, light, you know. It, it was. And the problem is, if it's heavier, they make you fix it. And so we went to the airport, and mm-hmm. uh, my carry-on luggage was heavier than it should have been i i over they always blame the girls for this they always say that we overpack Mm -hmm. but thank you for pointing that out continuously in every service um so my my luggage was absolutely i I did i overstudied it was a little bit embarrassing blame it on the shoes just yeah I, i had a lot of shoes and and um shoes and clothes and shirts and sweaters and if this has happened to you you know what they do is that they they try to like tell you like figure it out fix it take whatever you got to take out and so I had also I also had a backpack so I'm like okay I'm gonna take out whatever I could from there and put it in my backpack so I had to move over to the side open my suitcase there at the counter the airport's packed there's a huge line I'm going through like shirts boxers socks everything there in front of everybody super embarrassed stuffing my book bag bring it back still you need two more less pounds I've got to take it back it was embarrassing right and I realized that I was going into this flight with excessive luggage. I think some of us are getting into relationships without first weighing our baggage and saying, what am I bringing? Maybe I'm bringing something into this relationship that has nothing to do with the other person. I'm bringing hurts. I'm bringing offenses. I'm bringing pain of the past that has nothing to do with them. And first, I need to examine myself. God, what am I bringing that I first need to address? I can become a better me if we want a healthy we. I love this I love this verse that the psalmist writes, Psalm 139, Psalm 139. This has become a prayer of mine. I absolutely love it. It's been one of my favorites for the last few years. Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. The psalmist writes this, Examine me, O God, and know my mind. Test me and discover my thoughts. Find out if there is any evil in me and guide me in the everlasting way. Come on, what a beautiful prayer that we will wake up in 2021 every morning and say, God, examine me. Before I put pressure on my spouse or the person I'm dating or the person I'm waiting for, God, examine me. In what area do I need some work in? In what area can I get better? In what area do I need some discipline in? Number one, come on, let's commit to a better spiritual life. Number two, let's work on our self-development. And the last one, we'll wrap it up with this. Number three, let's commit 
in our service to others in our service to others I think we're living in a selfish world where everybody's looking out for themselves and what can I get from this relationship what can I get from this marriage we're living in, I mean all you got to do is open up social media for two minutes and you'll see it's full of self-ease right like self-ease it's all about us how good we look and what can people get to us but if we want health in our relationship it's not what can they give me it's what I can give to them come on let's be people of service let's love one another and serve one another well that's right uh, Matthew uh, 24 actually tells us that the, the two uh, most important commandments are to love God with all of our heart our mind our soul but then to love our neighbor like we love ourselves and that sounds beautiful but it's difficult it's difficult to love our neighbor when maybe we're not seeing eye to eye when they're not agreeing with us it's difficult to love our spouse, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our fiance when, when, when things are just not going right. It's difficult to forgive. It's difficult to make certain decisions. But when we realize that so many times we go through life wanting to be treated a certain way, right? We need to realize that we, we have to be able to treat other people as we would like to be treated. So many times we want all the grace for ourselves, but we're not willing to be gracious to other people. So many times we want to be right all the time, but we're not willing to allow somebody else to think differently. Sometimes we want to be heard all the time, but we're not willing to sit down and try to understand the other person. So I believe that when we uh, commit to, to serving one another, when we're committed to just say, hey, I'm going to put in 100% and you put in 100% and we're going to make this work. When we realize that as we serve each other, it's not just about what I can get out of this. It's not about me being right all the time. It's about us being healthy together. Absolutely. So what we want us to, to leave with today is that this kind of commitment and relationships is not just going to help your romantic relationships, but it's going to help every area of your life. When you allow yourself to be committed to God, to be committed to yourself, to love yourself, to not put up with things that you shouldn't be putting up with, to not uh, cut yourself short in relationships just because you don't understand that that thing that happened to you has no power over you anymore. When you realize those things and when you're committed to serving people as you would like to be served and treated, then it'll show in every single relationship of our lives. So the challenge that we have for, for us, for you, for us today is that. Are we willing to be committed so that we can reap the benefits of that? Because you'll get the best returns when you make the biggest investment. But how much are we willing to invest in our relationships? Absolutely. By the way, in no way, shape, or form are we there yet. We're on the journey just like you. Learning just like you. Every day trying to get around people who've gone before us and have more years and more wisdom. People that we've had access to to sit down and try to learn how can we get better? How can we work on our issues? The beautiful thing is you have access to, we have connect groups and we have pastors and leaders who have had fruitful years of relationship and marriage and family life. And I would say this year, work on building those relationships and not being afraid to ask for help. I think one of the biggest things that culture tries to tell us is that nobody can know your issues and just you figure it out at home. And I get that, but I think it's good to get a pastor or a leader or a therapist or a godly counselor in there and say, hey, how can we work on these areas? This is some of the areas that we've worked on and are trying to work on. And we've learned that if we work on these three things, our relationships can get better. Service to others. And again, I, I've started trying to do something small. 
right? I, 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 for example, some mornings I wake up and I'm the type of person that I, I absolutely love coffee. I need coffee as soon as I wake up. Any coffee lovers in here? Co- like, I just need it. I need it. Give me coffee before I talk, before I do anything. Just, I need a cup of coffee and I'm good. Diana, obviously, she has to wake up, take a shower, start doing her makeup. She listens to a podcast every morning. And I understand she doesn't need coffee in a rush like me. And we can come from this kind of like machista culture, you know, or like this overpowering manly culture that says get get me my coffee girl and I'll never do that right like and and sometimes she will go down and make a coffee but if there's times where she's rushing I'll go down and I let the dogs out who let the dogs out beautiful thing is serve is not obligation exactly changes everything and I'll I'll put the filter in I'll make the coffee and because I know she likes coffee as well I'll go back upstairs with two cups of coffee and I'm gonna serve my wife the way I would like one day to be served right like big investment big return if you know what I'm saying Uh, but but what I'm saying is serve one another. And I think so often we just go into a relationship like, what can I get out of this? What can this person do for me? Whether you're single and you're waiting for somebody to come and complete you or help you. And serve, no, how can you serve somebody else first? Let's be committed. Come on, let's, number one, let's be committed to God. God, I want to grow with you every day. As you do, he's going to point out areas in your life. That means, number two, be committed to self-development. What areas do I need to get better in? And number three, let's be committed in service to others. I want us to stand up on our feet really quick. Come on, can we stand up on our feet all across this place? We'll leave it in just a moment. But as we stand up on our feet, come on, can we close our eyes and bow our head? 2021 just started. We're going in our second month of starting the year. And And maybe there's been some problems in your relationship, whether it's in your dating life or married life. Today, we tried to apply it to as many people as possible. We talked about being committed, number one, to our spiritual life, to God, having that relationship with God and nourishing that relationship with God, growing with Him. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, hey, in that area, I'm I'm lacking. I'm far from God. I don't know God. Maybe you're in here today because... That person that you're with begged you to come. Maybe you're watching online because they're saying, hey, would you watch this with me? But you feel distant from God. You feel far from God. You don't feel like you deserve a relationship with him. I want to remind you today, God loves you. He's absolutely in love with you. He desires a relationship with you. Like Diana said, the book of James says, draw close to him and he'll draw close to you. That's the beautiful thing about God. God is like, come, come, I I love you. The problem is all of us are sinners, every single one of us. There's, there's not one perfect person in this building or watching online. Every single one of us, we failed, we've done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. And it's our sin that separates us from God. But God is so loving, God is so good that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed all of my sins, all of your sins. And the Bible says that he went up to a cross at Calvary. And there he paid the penalty for sin. The Bible says that there is a penalty or result of our sin, and that's death. But Jesus says, I'll die for you so you won't have to pay for those sins. It's the most beautiful message in the world. It's the gospel that Jesus died for humanity. Today, maybe you're thinking about all the wrong you've done. Alex, but you don't know what I did last month, last week, maybe last night. I don't. But here's the good news. God knows, and he loves you still. And he's waiting for you with arms open wide. I'm going to ask all of us to close our eyes and bow our head. And I want to remind you, he died for you, but not only did he die, he also resurrected for you. 
The Bible says that Jesus is alive and today he's offering a brand new beginning. It's called eternal life, full life with him. Today, maybe you're watching or you're here and you're saying, Alex, I need eternal life. I need forgiveness of my sins. I need a brand new beginning. If that's you, I would love to invite you to start a relationship with the God who created you. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, I'm going to count to three in just a moment. If you're here, or perhaps watching Calvary online, if you're here and you say, I, I, I need a relationship with God, I need forgiveness, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, I want you to raise your hand right there where you're at. Hold it up for just a few seconds. I just want to see who I'm praying for. If you're at home, you can throw your hands up, and I believe God is there with you, and he's watching you make this step of faith. If today you're saying, I need forgiveness, I need a brand new beginning, I want a relationship with God, at the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand as high as you can. Raise it up as high as you can. I see you, I see you, I see you. I see you, 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 I see you. God bless you, God bless you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Amazing, amazing. Anybody else, if you're watching online, Make that decision right there in your house, in your living room, your bedroom. Come on, throw your hands up. He's watching. You can put your hands down. We're going to say a prayer together. All of you who raise your hands, I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. A bunch of people here in our auditorium did it and maybe at home as well. Repeat this prayer with me. The Bible says if you want to be saved, you got to believe in your heart and then confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's what we're going to do in this moment. In fact, we're all going to do it together as one big family with you. Come on, repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today thank you for this opportunity i admit that i'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you jesus i believe you're the son of god that you died for my sins and on the third day you resurrected come into my life be my lord and be my savior in jesus name i'm forgiven i'm saved and i'm healed Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, can we give God a big, big praise? Come on. Amazing. Hey, hands went up everywhere, and I'm praying that people online as well made a decision. In fact, if you're here today, uh, we actually have a free Bible for you. When you walk outside, uh, you're going to see a tent out there. It's what we call our Connect Corner, and I want you to go and say hi to somebody. Maybe you didn't make this decision, but you want to find out about Connect Groups. Anything having to do with Calvary, pass by there. They're going to let you know all the information, but if you made that decision, pass by and get a free Bible. It's a free gift from us to you. No strings attached. We're not going to ask you for $9.99 the next month or your email and call you every day and show up free gift from us to you we love you we're here for you we're with you on this journey amen those of you online you can send a text and we'll send you out a bible as well hey the rest of us thank you the rest of us why don't we make a commitment this year come on as 2021 begins let's be committed to god let's be committed to self-development and let's be committed to serve one another how can you work on that this week come on i think if we all work on those areas we're going to be better and stronger together amen Come on, I pray you have an amazing rest of your day. Enjoy the Super Bowl with friends and family. Why don't we lift up our hands and pray before we go? Come on, let's pray. Let's believe that God will go before us, go behind us and surround us this week. That God will bless our relationships, our marriages. That God will help us be better human beings, his representatives here on earth. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for today. We thank you for your blessings. God, help us to love you. Help us to be committed to knowing you daily. Not a church, not just a pastor, not just... No, God, we want to be committed to you. Help us to love you well and know you well. And then help us to mature and grow daily in our areas, in all of our issues. And then help us to serve one another 
in love. Go before us this week. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, all of God's people say, oh, come on, all of God's people say, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next Sunday. Let's go.